Hey guys, I'm Shoda, and I'm a mental health consultant and a certified mindfulness teacher. Hi, I'm Ollie, and I'm also a mental health professional, and I have a degree in health psychology. We're married, we have ADHD, and we're both in therapy. And this is Mindfully ADHD. podcast that follows our mental health journey to figure out what works for us and what doesn't. We try out different ways to improve our well-being and try to adapt those techniques to our brains and our lives over the span of a month. This is the first episode of a three-part series where we will discuss the issue and make a plan for the techniques we're going to try over a month. The next episode will be an update to see if we need to change course and if we are staying accountable. The last episode is the conclusion to see what worked and what didn't. Hello. Hello. This episode is on getting started. Or well, this series is on getting started or task initiation. Task initiation. Let's just throw out some big words right from the start. Yeah, yeah, big big words. <laughs> just so that you know, it's already been a week into May when we're recording this almost. And it, it's it's not a gimmick, guys. I promise. <laughs> we just we haven't had time yeah, and we had to travel around the time we usually record, so things got all messed up. So we, we managed to do a bonus episode on procrastination, and it would actually be good if you go and listen to that one. Maybe it'll give you like a little bit of insight on this series. You don't have to, but it's there. Our biggest issue of recording podcasts actually is just the getting started part. Like Everything else is pretty streamlined, straightforward once we get started, but... Actually starting to record this podcast is just increasingly becoming a big, big problem. <laughs> Task initiation is like the big one, right? With ADHD, a lot of us know that motivation is one of the biggest things that is affected. Yeah, big, 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 big. Um, so let's let's begin, I yeah. guess. Let, Shall we get started? Let's just start. So, so what is your personal experience with task initiation? So I have put four little sub-things that happened for me. Little somethings? Sub-things. Like, like sub. <laughs> like sub. Oh, I thought you were saying something. <laughs> sometimes I just push all my words together into a little blob. So sometimes <laughs> I, I, I don't say THs, I say Fs and like... That doesn't matter, let's just keep going. <laughs> okay, so I have perfectionism which we've talked about uh, quite a lot. We mentioned it quite a lot as well in the procrastination episode. Yep. Um, the other thing is ADHD paralysis. I don't fully understand that term, but I do feel it, if that makes sense. Like, I feel, I can feel paralyzed quite quickly when it comes to tasks, and I do believe that that's because of overwhelm. And one of the things that my therapist and I discovered and well actually through this podcast I discovered is that the big thing is prioritizing tasks like at the beginning of the week I used to make this really long list of all the things that I need to get done and then I didn't know how to prioritize them so I would just shut down and panic yeah that that yeah that's a thing and I always forget that prioritization and like narrowing things down is a challenge for those with ADHD, um, for those of us who have those traits, it is part of executive functioning. And then the last one, um, I really like how to ADHD. Jessica has this video called The Wall of Awful. 
I kind of I've completely forgotten the episodes. You need to remind me. So the wall of awful is a wall that we build ourselves, which is kind of made up of all the times that we failed to do something. Oh, okay, now I remember. So, yeah. like for example, I have a lot of difficulty with emails. Because in the past, I've had to send out really horrible emails <laughs> and deal with like really stressful things. And so every time I have an email to write, it takes me longer because I associate it with just getting into trouble and not necessarily the... And, and that, that kind of feeling ebbs and flows depending on the situation. Recently at work, I've been dealing with breaking a contract. That's been really, really tough. And I'm waiting for those results for my doctorate. So every time I open my email, I get stressed out. And then responding and writing simple emails becomes really difficult. I, I used to have the same problem with emails. And just like, I, I guess it's, I'm going to talk about my own personal experience as well. I also have issues with perfectionism and it's just I have a thing about making mistakes. I think it's growing up through school with ADHD, people like keep complaining at you for teeny small mistakes. So I think Stop that, making silly mistakes. Yeah, there's this thing <laughs> built up in my brain, like, no, you can't make mistakes. So then that kind of that that paralyzes me before I even start a project because I'm like, oh no. What if I make a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> so that that and especially with starting hobbies and things like that that often gets in the way like it's not just like a task initiation for like really boring things like i i also have a lot of problems with just starting to write any email it's just hobbies and things i i would enjoy i procrastinate doing those things too and i think that's become a problem in my own personal life not just my my work life before you continue, can I just rant a little bit about silly, the word silly and silly mistakes? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, like, people use silly mistakes um, as a way to kind of minimize the mistakes, I think, because the word silly is, you know, small. But I think that being associated with being silly can become a pain point. yeah. You know, like something that is frivolous almost. And, and and I don't think that, I mean, I think I think that there would be a better way to, to kind of word it. I think there's a lot of implication with it. Like, it's kind of like saying, I can't believe you made this mistake. This mistake is so, it's such a stupid mistake to make. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't even see it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think it's, it's something from... An older time, we don't use the word silly so much anymore in our in our vocabulary. But I remember teachers often saying, Yashoda always makes silly mistakes in mathematics or whatever. Yeah, it was math for me too. I think it's because like equations become so long. There's so many points that you could just make, like just forget yeah, a number. Yeah, because your working memory isn't as strong. And especially when you present as intelligent. Yeah, so I just, I just wanted to rant a little bit about that. Thank you so much for, t for coming to my TED Talk. I um, throw the mic back to your personal experience. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've forgotten what I was talking about for my personal experience, to be honest. I'm so sorry. So you had said about perfectionism and about being afraid to make mistakes even in hobbies. So it's not just tasks. Yes, that... yes, 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 yes. Look 
look at me not zoning out. <laughs> <laughs> I zoned out for my my own words, my own little words. I zoned out just a little. Can we take a zone out break? Zone out break. I, I, I zoned out just now as I was talking. Okay, zone out break. Okay, now now we're back from the uh, zone out break. Zone out break. <laughs> uh, I think one of the biggest things I have when it comes to work is I need some sort of time pressure or crunch to be able to do anything. So I leave stuff until the very last moment, which is like horrible for me emotionally because I get so stressed to complete that piece of work. But like, it's become like, I've become so good at doing things in a short period of time because that's the only way I can get the momentum to do something. And that's been like my primary way of getting things done, which is just not not great for my 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 own well-being i wonder i wonder if we can treat it as a habit not because it i mean obviously it's not necessarily a habit it is part of your you know it's become like a tool for me as well and like like old old reliable yeah and i don't because i don't have other ways to for initiating (laughs) the task you know, like, I don't know, because other ways haven't really worked or not as effective. And it's often like, I want to focus on other things where the dopamine is. And that's like, I follow I, the dopamine. Yeah, I follow the dopamine, but the dopamine doesn't always go back to the task I need to do. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think so. One of the big things for me is the emotional impact of a task so I was trying to get my CV in order because I was looking to see whether or not I can apply for other jobs or you know give it out to mindfulness like I mean companies for mindfulness and things like that and it took me like three or four months to get started on that and it's not a very difficult thing to do to write your to just write all the stuff you've done but the emotional impact for me was possibly leaving my clinic and there was like a lot of other stuff coming with it which also made the task harder because my brain again can't just prioritize the task it kind of like sees everything at once yeah which i think i think is a really important thing to note there was a really really cool video about cleaning the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) and i can't remember the uh, like i can't remember who the creator was but she put sticky notes right so she she said so your task is to clean the kitchen but my task is to do the dishes is to clean the counters is to you know like wipe down the fridge and then if you're a perfectionist you want to clean the kitchen really 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 well and like take all the stuff out of the cabinets and then it becomes too big a task and so instead of just cleaning up the kitchen you are doing 20 or 30 different tasks because your brain has been unable to just start and prioritize and do and just do it. Yeah. And I think that that is true for all the tasks that I have to do. And it can become really overwhelming, especially because as children or as a child, I was taught that the way to make a task more manageable and to do it is to break it down into little pieces. Yeah, but, but it becomes so overwhelming to actually see all those tasks. You, you can't prioritize which ones. So you're like, wow, all these tasks look so important. Which one am I even going to do? Yeah, so, so that's I, I something. Have, I have something for that a little later on when we talk about sort of like... Oh, yay. <laughs> ...what things we're going to do. Or at least it was it was on the same vein of things being overwhelming when you actually... People tell you, just get, just start, you know? Just, just start, do it. Just do it. And it's I want to like, kill Nike. Yeah, I don't know... How, I, <laughs> 
like the ADHD brain doesn't know how. It's like looking at all these tasks. Use a planner. It, yeah, and it's just you, you, you can't. There's like that, that wall of awful you were talking about. Because I talked about a, this a little bit in the procrastination episode, but it was sort of that fear of pressure and negative feedback. Because having ADHD, you have like that long history of just getting negative feedback. It becomes that wall that you can't you can't go across because of the, the that fear aspect because you know it's almost like a trauma that we acquire by having ADHD of all those little times people have said things about not uh-huh. getting started and about your work and about mistakes and it just becomes this barrier that you have. Radical self acceptance. Yeah, radical self acceptance. <laughs> I posted a, a a reel on our on our page yesterday. Did you, did you see it? The one with the dog. I've decided that I will, I'm no longer going to try my best or try to improve myself. I am just going to be who I am and let go of the stress. <laughs> and, and, and I thought that that was so beautiful. And How to ADHD just came out with a video about ableism. So I just want to put in that disclaimer here. It is hard. It is hard to start tasks. I have a study in front of me right now that says that individuals with ADHD exhibit hyporesponsivity. So that's less responsivity of the dopamine neurons in the ventral and dorsal striata in response to rewarding stimuli. And okay, that sounds very... (laughs) Those are some big, big words. Basically, we are less likely to respond with dopamine our dopamine neurons, our dopamine receptors are less likely to respond with external rewards. The task itself has to be rewarding. Yeah. And that is a really difficult thing because most tasks are goal-oriented and assigned. Most tasks. Yeah. I mean, I can read an entire book in a night, 400 pages, if I love it. But if it's assigned and if it was for school... Oh, yeah, I, that, that actually made me hate reading growing up just because you were forced to read books and like all of them were just so boring. And so but slow. even the ones that weren't boring, like Jane Eyre is one of my favorite books now. But when I was in school and I was forced to read it, I wasn't allowed to listen to it. I had to read the book. Yeah. It took me ages to do. And it's not to say I didn't enjoy the parts that like it's like your hobbies, I guess. Right. It's not that I didn't enjoy the book. But actually getting through it was really difficult. Yeah, it took me years to finally discover audiobooks. And I can finally like enjoying books because of my working memory is not so great. It's really difficult me for me to read. So I read very, very slowly. Like if I really, really love the book, I can read the physical book, you know, like go through it quickly because I just keep prioritizing reading the book, you know. But in general, it's quite difficult, especially if the like the font is really small and bad, and I have to like, focus really hard. I keep I constantly lose which line I'm reading on. So like I can't I can't do it for sure. And like the, the thing is, is that when these processes, this motivation is examined using all of these kind of paradigms, we can see that people with ADHD. Now, of course, most of the research was done on children, but people with ADHD always forever. <laughs> People with ADHD will go for very small, teeny tiny rewards that are immediate and continuous uh, versus a really big, gratifying reward. Yeah. One of the examples that I use often with clients is cleaning the kitchen cupboards. Okay? I love cleaning. That sounds awful. Right. So now cleaning the kitchen cupboards, right, at the end, 
I know that I'm going to be so happy. You know, I know it. I know the reward is massive. I can even feel the gratification. But actually getting started to do it, it's not something I want to do because I know that it's going to take forever. Or I feel because of time blindness that it's going to take forever. And so then I don't do it. Like, I can never give myself rewards to, for dopamine. You know, like, uh, you know, people tell you to give yourself, like, a, a big personal reward when you finish, like, a big task. Like, you'll tell yourself, like, oh, I'm going to go out and get ice cream if I finish this. But you can just go out and get ice cream. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Like, I can't give myself a big reward by the end of it. Because finishing a big task, especially if it's boring, it's just the relief of finishing it and getting it done. I'm incapable of giving myself, like, a internal reward for that kind of thing. So then it just, yeah, it goes back to the task has to be rewarding. And what's so funny is, you know, with the time crunch I was talking about, Sometimes I actually enjoy the time crunch and I, sure. I, I like research and learning new things. So that aspect, like, I felt like a frantic researcher throwing papers around, trying to just desperately yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to do things. And it's almost like a game to see how much I could fit in in the short, because I, I really have a finite amount of time. So that, that became the reward rather than like, it's just kind of like a relief that my body can finally give out once I finish a paper. I mean, a great example is that I've been looking to do my doctorate since November last year. And then I decided that it was uh, too difficult. And I just didn't do it. And then I thought I missed all the deadlines. So I stopped looking. And then I was talking to uh, my internet friend and she said, oh, you should come and you know, have a look in Ireland. So I just randomly looked at counseling doctorates and I found <laughs> out that I had one week, one week to complete an entire application process, including a research proposal and a personal statement, each being, you know, a certain amount of words and, you know, gather my references and everything. And I told her, and her response was, oh, well, how very ADHD of you. <laughs> so you only have five days to, to submit. And I did it. And it was exhilarating. You I, know? I really hope we can do something like that for this month in this podcast. Because we even, like, even how we structure the recording, we've given ourselves less time to do something. Because we have less than a month to complete this. We'll probably have the update episode, like... In a week. Yeah. So, like, even how... It's our, our minds are still trying to fit in that same kind of thing. Because <laughs> that's how I did my dissertation. I did it in, like, two, three days. Like, how I did it, I needed the momentum. So, it was like, once I start... I cannot stop. I have to do this until, like, I fall over. So, like, you know, like, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, it was just, it's a hell of a drug. I think that this is a good time to note that not everything can have a deadline. No. Because, Please, no. <laughs> because if you think about it, right, tasks, like, um, that are daily, like brushing your teeth, right? Those don't necessarily have a deadline. Plus, if we put deadlines and everything, I think I might become very, very traumatized. I put deadlines on books. Like, you know, when I say, like, I want to read X amount of books in, like, a month or, like, a year, I'd be like, no, I have to finish these books. I think it's really funny that you read two books in two days, despite my mom. Uh, that was also a deadline I gave myself. <laughs> I was like, I need to finish these two books. Okay, shall we take 
to the next section. Yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about all the rest of the juicy juicy research uh, we found to try and to try and help us just a li- just a little bit. Okay. Thank you bye. And we're back. And we're back. Please help I- me. Please. <laughs> I, I need want help. To, I want to put a disclaimer here. A lot of the research talks about stimulant medication. We are not doctors. <laughs> Both of us are on and off stimulant medication, but our journeys and the way that we talk about medication may not be right for you. And you'll notice how different our experiences are with medication. Yeah, and also the amount of medication we take and the type of medication varies so much. And like people can have all kinds of side effects and different ways. Like I I know for you, you don't eat at all when you take stimulant medication, but I have the weird side effect of like my body realizing it's hungry. So like I get hungry on stimulant medication and I drink it with coffee. So I take like less and less and less (laughs) to try and like do like a halfway, like a half and half. So for me, medication cannot be taken every day. I am unable to do that because I get palpitations and the older I get, the more careful I have to be with um, medication. In the country that we're in, I don't have any other options. (laughs) Um, Ritalin is the only option. I take a short acting form of Ritalin that only lasts in my system for about four hours. I can't take more than 0.5 milligrams. No, point. No, not 0.5, 2.5 milligrams. If I take any more than that, then my heart rate can reach dangerous, not dangerous, but it can reach like as if I'm working out, Yeah, <laughs> which is not fun. And I can't take the long acting one because I get really anxious on it. So it's really important to consult with your doctor, to be continuously monitoring your medication, because it is something that we are not experts in. But... Saying all of that, we know the research shows most of the papers I found medication helps you get started because it helps with executive function tasks because it helps with dopamine pathways. Did research try any other way or did they only solely focus on medication? Like, did did they try uh, different forms and compare it with medication or was it just different types of medication? I didn't do specific research into medication because I tried to keep it accessible for people who may not have, have a formal diagnosis and for people who, like me, can't take the medication every day. Yeah. One of the big things... <laughs> It's exercise. Yeah, I, I uh, when I was doing my uh, my good old fashioned TikTok research while you do your professional research, <laughs> as I call it. Uh, yeah, they said exercise in the morning and just big activities that can give you just that initial surge of dopamine. One of the things that I think is really interesting coming off the stimulation month, right? Uh, sensory stimulation month is that. Oftentimes, I mean, we know that ADHD medication is stimulating. So doing tasks that are stimulating will help you do other tasks. Yeah. Now I just want to challenge, not challenge, I want to channel my mom. (laughs) And uh, her her eyes are rolling back. She's she's shaking. (laughs) And, And just say that it's important when you're doing a fidget to focus that the fidget doesn't become the primary task. That, that happens to me a lot. 
like a, a lot of the time I will focus on the fidget and not actually focus on what someone is saying. Right. And yeah. and often a lot of people use their phones to fidget. Including me. <laughs> and that's really easy. It's really easy for the phone to become a primary. Sometimes I fidget by just closing and opening my phone over and over again. Wow. <laughs> Is that satisfying? No, because, you know, it has that click and then you press the button to close right. it. My phone's not that um, satisfying when you click it. Uh, it's also just like any I also play with my cover on my phone so I take my cover off and then I put it back on again so one of the things sorry just I, I've, I'm now changing the subject yes yes just yes. very slightly yes 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 <laughs> so what we've been doing already like to get things started like our nighttime routines is using our trampoline which is currently covered in stuff because I unpacked all of the stuff that was in the suitcase is now on the trampoline. I'm so distressed. I keep, <laughs> I, I keep wanting to use the trampoline because I was so, like when we traveled, I was so tired. I, I, I feel like I needed the trampoline, but then I just looked at it in despair because I didn't have enough dopamine to take the clothes off the trampoline. <laughs> I apologized. I promised to take it off by the weekend. It's okay if you don't. I'll... I'll Oh, we can I'm... help each other. Oh, I just noticed the anxiety bike doesn't have clothes on it anymore. Okay, time to take out Old Faithful. <laughs> so exercise was one. So we've discussed a lot of the main... Because perfectionism, prioritization, things like like the the emotional kind of barriers to getting started. And then the dopamine pathways are all very well researched um, as to reasons why... ADHDers might seem, and now trigger warning for everyone, <laughs> lazy, <laughs> or trigger warning again, lacking willpower. That's what my uh, my diagnosis said when I was a kid, that they were like, no, no, he just like, he needs more perseverance. <laughs> and then of course, I, I, I only got diagnosed as an adult when like, you know, I, I was I didn't have a stupid psychologist who was like, he just needs more willpower, you see. I think it's important to remember that I'm not defending the psychologist by any means, but mm -hmm. it's important to remember, especially for those of us who are, you know, nearing or in our 30s. And if you got, if you, if you saw an educational psychologist or child psychologist in the UK. Yeah, it was in the UK. Yeah. ADHD was not a term that was believed in <laughs> by the scientific community they they did have hyperkinetic disorder but for those of us who are inattentive we were missed a lot of people got diagnosed with dyslexia instead and dyspraxia or just you know oh they're anxious so it's yeah now we know there's so much overlap so you could technically ha be anxious have dyslexia and ADHD and because of the so many just comorbidities like it's just the more it's just such a large likelihood that it's gonna be missed and it's so nice I mean I am pro-diagnosis just because it's nice to have all that information about yourself so you can access services and just better look after yourself and I understand that a lot of people aren't and that's okay too radical self-acceptance radical self-acceptance Wait, um, do you have any more spicy research for us? No, not really. I think, I think, I mean, there are like seven or eight papers that I found, but that's what they show. A lot of it has words like striata. It's a so. good word. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> so, just, it's a 10 so, out of 10 so word. So maybe we can go onto your TikToks. Oh, my uh, my TikTok research. Because I tried to do formal research, but by the time I get to the research, turns out Shoda already researched all of it. Like, I was researching it. She came in and she was like, oh, I already have all these studies. And then just a single tear rolled down my face. So I'm then, sorry. Then I whipped out TikTok, which is, <laughs> I think incomprehensible to Shoda. I can't. <laughs> An issue I actually had when doing the research is typing getting started into TikTok came up with that Black IP song, Getting Started. Getting Let's the party get it started. started huh? Getting the party started. I forgot what the, the song was called. It was, it, it's just, yeah, okay. <laughs> so what I found was they talk about uh, finding a catalyst to work, like that initial push. Wait, one sec. Yep, yep. Wait, wait. Yeah, these are all hacks. So uh, I'll put a pin in this. Yeah, these are all hacks. Even the other research I got from Attitude magazine is also uh, hacks. So, is it things like eliminate distractions? I don't want to spoil anyone. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to take a little bit of a break. And we come back and we'll talk about obstacles and solutions. Obstacles and solutions. Okay, bye. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, before we formally go on to the next section, I do want to point out that the Black Eyed Peas song is in fact called Let's Get It Started. Just, just, just to clarify. Okay, now you can go. And welcome back to Obstacles and Solutions. Obstacles and Solutions. Obstacles and Solutions. Okay, what are the obstacles? And ADHD do... is the obstacle. ADHD is the obstacle? <laughs> and what is the solution? <laughs> well, according to the research, it's taking meds when you're little. <laughs> yeah, but what's what's the what's the real what's the real like the real okay, solution? Genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> One of my biggest obstacles is when I start doing work, my brain gets so excited that I'm doing work. Oh, that happens to me too. That it wants me to do all the work at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I'm doing a task, my brain's like, oh, and you have to do this. Then I switch tasks to another thing. And then I switch tasks to another thing. And then to another thing. And then to another thing. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. One of the ways that I counteract that is that every time I get an idea about what what bleh, every time I get an idea of what one of those tasks is, I um, write it down so I don't forget. You write it down? Yeah. Because usually it's because I haven't written it down. Oh, so it's like you'll forget it. So it's like a shower thought. Yeah. So like for example, if I start writing emails, then I'll uh, like halfway through writing the emails, I'll. Start making posts for Instagram and halfway through making the posts for Instagram, I'll like make that appointment for my car and half and like right after the car thing, I won't go back to the Instagram post or the emails, I'll go and do something else. I'm Although not, I guess that's not about getting started. I, I feel like, yeah, because uh, you're starting a lot of things. It's just the things aren't finishing. I get fin- maybe finishing tasks is like next Another month. <laughs> the next month is finishing. Now we're just, we're just starting. This is just the beginning. Okay. I, I think I have issues with, well, well like in that regard, with do, while, while you're doing the task, I just run out of dopamine and I just want to do something else that's giving me dopamine. So like my brain just kind of like shuts off. 
Right. Yeah. But I think that's also starting a task. Cause it's kind of like when you're staring at like a blank piece of paper and it's just like you can't, you need that initial push. Right. The And some of the stuff I was looking at, they said you need like a catalyst, at least to push. So it's like kind of like a chemical reaction that you have that sort of bell curve that's like the activation, the amount of activation energy you need for a chemical to react. So like you need to shake up a can and then open it so that it sprays everywhere? I guess, but the ca- the catalyst lowers the activation energy you need. So it's like the way like the tramp like putting the trampoline right in front of us so that there so that it's yeah, there. Yeah, so that would be like a catalyst. But then when he's talking about lowering activation energy and I was thinking about that, I also saw stuff that sounded more like that that was lowering the bar of certain tasks right. to make things easier because if something's intimidating like how could you lower the bar to make it easier like and keep lowering it until it seems easy enough that you could just do it right away because you know it's like the stop getting intimidated by the task because sometimes when you're staring at like a blank piece of paper or like a word document and something and it's just it's in- too intimidating shall we shall we do the gym as an example but these are these are solutions i want i want problems give me problems well one of the problems is getting stuck yeah getting stuck on tiktok getting stuck watching tv getting stuck reading i know with video games i get stuck like i was playing that while i was playing what the kids call nowadays call elden ring which is (laughs) which was my life for about a, a month and then before that it was like animal crossing for months and months and months and it was like me getting stuck on one particular thing. At the moment, I'm stuck on D&D. So instead of editing things, I'm prepping for D&D. But because there's so many things to prep in D&D, I've trapped myself. So now I'm procrastinating prepping things for D&D and then just writing other things down. So then the circle continues. (laughs) And the journey continues. (laughs) One of the things that probably I mean that would probably be helpful is the reverse Pomodoro. Yeah. Can so you, can a, you remind me? A, a reverse <laughs> Pomodoro is that you have, let's say, 30 minutes off YouTube and then you have 10 minutes of doing something else and then you can go back to YouTube or to your video game or whatever it is that you get stuck in to help prevent yourself from going into hyperfocus. So if you need to switch tasks, because that's what this is, right? So if you need to switch tasks like, you know, take a shower and get ready for bed, <laughs> um, it's easier because you're not as stuck. I feel like I get stuck very, very easily because things like video games, doing things on Instagram and social media, they give a lot of dopamine very quickly. Yeah. So it's like I get stuck really, really quickly. So when I do set a timer, I don't want to stop when the timer goes off. So then because like I just keep going or sometimes I don't even notice the timer has gone off. So I, I, I have trouble doing that, like maybe for reading or something like that. I would actually no, actually no. With reading, I I if I read for a long period of time, I get really zony. So I don't know. It would. I feel like it would just for that to work. It would have to be a task that gives me less dopamine or is less like addictive for my brain. What about a task that gives you just as much dopamine? But that so, that that's the problem. Starting the task doesn't is not no, giving no, no. the dopamine. So, so for example, if it's the YouTube and the timer goes off, yeah. Maybe for five minutes, jump on the trampoline. Yeah, YouTube's a good example. I think YouTube is... 
or wouldn't if, be the, as dopamine heavy and stuff as the other ones. Or if it's like a video game, yeah, your ten minute break is YouTube. Oh, and, and then that goes into like so it's kind of like weaning me off. So no, because then it's a go from like the game to YouTube, and then back to the game. Oh, I was gonna say then to a different task. So it's like slowly just sloping down a little bit, saying yeah, like, that could work, or like just so that you're not getting stuck into it. Yeah, that makes sense. Training my brain. I mean, we have this week to try it out. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I think for me, it would work better with like slowly working my way to that because then it'd be like, okay, this for 10 minutes, then this for 10 minutes, then this for 10 minutes. And then that leads into the, the work or the thing I need to start. So it's like you start this and you start this and you start this and then suddenly you have to start the thing that you actually want to start. So it, it's probably a, a more... Uh, momentum? AD, yeah, it's momentum and it's a more ADHD way of doing it because technically you're starting like four other things before you start the thing that you actually need to start. <laughs> kind of like a warm-up. Yeah. But I think that... Stretching okay, my brain. So, so let's, 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 let's have that as, as one thing. It's a reverse Pomodoro slash warm-up okay um there is also research i remember to suggest that you should do a task that's similar because task switching is difficult so for example if reading is similar to you know something that you have to do for your job like emails then you would do some reading and then transition into emails can i i'm just gonna go through some of the tiktok ones before you go through the old classics I was stopped from this madness before. Actually, it's not. It was actually pretty good advice. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok ADHD is nowhere it's at, man. Yeah, and it's like really relatable stuff usually. So there was the catalyst one, finding a catalyst for like a task. So maybe it's like, I don't know. I can't think of an example for for like a motivating factor. Uh, The trampoline. It's kind of like a re... It's like instead of getting something you want at the end of a task, it's like getting something you want at the beginning of the task to sort of give you the dopamine to do it. I think the catalyst is just the activity you enjoy so you have the momentum. So you have enough dopamine in your brain to do it. Yeah. There's also the thing I said about lowering the bar. The example they said is when you, instead of going through all the emails, because you're like, oh my God, I have so many emails. Instead of going through all the emails, you can say, no, I'm only going to go through free emails. That's a task. I'm only going to see free emails or maybe even one email. And that that's like, you know, not as intimidating. So it's easier to do. It's not necessarily think, mean you have to do it, but it's just an easier way. It's an easier step. And then you can kind of, oh, now I'll do free and now I'll do five emails. Kind of just to slowly step yourself up or maybe you just have the momentum to do them all, you know? Right. And I have, okay, just hold on. I, 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 have, I have two more ones. Just two, <laughs> two more, two more. Uh, one of them was breaking when people say the breakdown tasks into tiny, teeny, tiny pieces, and you and then like after you break down the task, you look at it all, and you're like, panic attack. Yeah, there's so many. How like how is that good advice to break it down? Because you know you see all these tasks, and it's like how where do I start? How am I gonna start all these tiny individual things? So it was for that. It was find only one step, and then just try and. Write that in an actionable task instead. So define it instead of breaking it down. Yeah, so you don't break down everything. You only break down the first task and then you and you have to break it down into an actionable step. 
So in, in so if he wants to do your taxes, it would be like picking up the tax paper and putting it on your desk. That's the step. That's it. I think I think that like for us right right now we're moving and everything. So that for the CV because that's like a really intimidating thing. Yeah, would be to make the document. Just open a document. Yeah, open a document, name it, and then you can close the document. And that's it. Or like if you want to move and pack up, it'd be like. The task would be getting a cardboard box and putting it down, and that's it. It's not put anything in the box. It's just set it up, put the box there. That's the task. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see the difference. You'd maybe get that or put two and three ones. So it'd be like that, and it'd be like, okay, just pick up anything and put one thing in the box. And I think that this like leads nicely into calendar blocking, because yeah. calendar blocking is something that I discovered uh, a year ago. And it's been so helpful. It was so helpful at the beginning. It helped me set up my business and everything. But that's what it is, is that you put down actionable tasks into time slots. So it's not just having a to-do list, but it's actually assigning time to to, to the to-do list at the same time as having a to-do list. And Google Calendars is really great for it because then you can make it all pretty and colorful. Yeah, and that that's also important that you that you like looking at it because yeah, and it's, not, it's, and it's not overwhelming. If it's all the same color, then I feel like it all just bleeds together, and I I don't even see it. It's just kind of like a big block of text. And I think it's also important that it's not just the to do list in your calendar blocking and stuff, or the things like you know work and stuff you have to do. Saying like, okay, this calendar block would be do my emails. This calendar block would be like write this down. You can also calendar block things that you want to do or the, the prioritized time for things you want to do that you might have difficulty doing, like like a hobby. So maybe if you want to like practice something or paint or draw or something to actually count. Or watch YouTube. Yeah, or even spend time with your family, the calendar block uh, that as well, because that, that's also something you can prioritize. And just a flag here, it is, first of all, really helpful with time blindness. Because if you overestimate every time, then that helps. Sometimes we underestimate, but it usually works out. But it's really important to remember that we are prone, at least my brain is definitely prone to scheduling fatigue. So make sure that there are days in the week where you have nothing scheduled and it's just free form. Because at the end of the day, we're here to work with our brains, not against them. Brain with grain! Grain of brain. Brain. Work with the grain of brain. Grain of brain. Grain of brain. Okay, I also want to add on to what you said about calendars, is I'm saying all these things, but I don't schedule anything. So so maybe uh, it takes a lot of what I'm saying of a grain of salt, because I'm very bad at starting tasks. So hopefully this month will help me. <laughs> also, when I do the calendar blocking or when I did the calendar blocking, I would schedule in time every day to do calendar blocking. Ca- calendar blocking my calendar blocking? Yeah, because otherwise otherwise it's just an empty calendar. To yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and also probably don't spend too much time trying to like prettyify the calendar blocking because then you spend so much time trying to make it look nice that you don't get around to like doing it or like it becomes too intense like too much t- no. there's too much time investment doing it it's like what happened with the bullet journal but that the, the my bullet journal slowly got more and more complicated so then I just stopped doing them no I, I and fair enough but what I think what was exciting for me right 
with the calendar blocking is when I scheduled in my time for the calendar blocking, I would schedule 45 minutes. So I had time to make it look pretty because I'm not going to look at it yeah. if it's not pretty. It's just a fact of life. Plus, a lot of us are allergic to planners and calendars. I, I think that actually what I'm thinking about is good because then it puts a deadline. I think if I had a deadline of when I was making the calendars in my bullet journal, I probably would have kept going because there's only a finite amount of time you're giving it, you know. Yeah, because you have yeah. to do it before the first of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, I mean, the calendar... And okay, this is not going to be for everyone. A lot of us have trauma with calendars. We just do. I used to hate calendars, but I liked the system. Most important was to have free days where there was no calendar time. And... I think that that helps with urgency. The other things now, the the I mean, urgency is one of the three main motivators for ADHD. Personal interest is another one, and that's where the prettying comes in. Like, I need it to be pretty. I need that, like, mustard yellow and dark pink to be together because those colors make my soul happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we're not just talking about other tasks. It's also initiating the task to make the calendar yeah. or to make whatever system you need in order to do a task. How many times on this podcast, now you guys can call us out, how many times have we said, <laughs> we'll put it, we'll put the calendar, we'll put the thing on a, on a board in our room or on the mirror or whatever, and we haven't done it. I think that also includes uh, this time, unless we we actively do it as soon as the podcast ends, it's kind of up in the air, air whether we actually scheduled it or not. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, with the ca- but with calendar blocking, because we already use a calendar system at work, maybe that can be a catalyst, you know, because we already have calendars at work that we have to follow. I know, but th- th- that's what we did. We used that exact same calendar with the block before when we tried to do things like mindfulness and checking in, but we didn't use it. So we, we need to actually schedule the scheduling in thing otherwise Should I do we, it right now? we will not do it. Should I do it right now? Okay, do it right now. Doing it right now. Right now, right now, right now. So I have done okay. it. Okay, we've done it. And I have now invited you to it. Okay. <laughs> I shall accept that invite. <laughs> so um the other things now is to like make it fun, right? Fun-ish. So there are certain rituals that I think that we could do that I do before I start a task. Um, one of them is to light a candle. And the other is to play study music on Spotify. Or video game music on Spotify. Because did you guys know that video game music is designed to help you concentrate? Some video game music. Not all video game music. No, of course. But like Mario. What, what, like what music did they use for that study? Mario. They used Mario music? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know what I do for fun, because that sounds like more of the habit you form. Okay, I light a candle, then I put on music, and then that means my, my brain, it's my brain signal to start working. That the, To me, when you said that, that's kind of what it sounded like. I don't know what how to make it fun. Coffee was definitely be up there, but yeah, I haven't quite figured out the fun factor for a lot of these. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be fun. It has to increase your dopamine. So it could even be like running on the spot. Oh, because oh, doing... like, before when you were talking about 
you're talking about personal interest and and making the things pretty. You're right. So you're that's right. Ma- that that's making that's making the task itself fun. So you're that, right. That's what I'm trying to think of. But I I I I um I brain tangent. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you were already on something else because uh if we're if we're talking about what what you're talking about with the dopamine because i don't know what how to make the task fun maybe we can work that out later maybe in the update for dopamine i also had stuff they suggested (laughs) exercising 20 minutes a day like it was starting your day with things that give you large amounts of dopamine so maybe i could use the anxiety bike or something but it was just 20 minutes of exercise some people had used cold showers because it's sort of that shock would also give you that momentum but yeah. the problem is I, I don't want to move and I, I i'm a night showerer so i don't know how but i need to find like an exercise that gives me that initial boost for it just in the morning i will say those showers are one of your like fun things also for a, a task initiation i saw things that ways to try and make the task a bit easier that I think in the same category is lowering the bar which was remove distractions which is I know is something that you do a lot I need to clear my desk completely yeah and I don't even clear my desk like neatly I just remove all things from the surface and then I put them on the shelf which is right it's still in my eyeline but it's not on my desk and it makes such a big difference my brain then blocks all that stuff out I think a lot of the time I I also you get me to tidy the desk because sometimes that that's a task that you don't you don't want to start because it's like starting the tidying process so you're like can you tidy the desk while I'm away one of the things that the uh, attitude magazine um attitude magazine (laughs) said was don't be afraid to delegate if there are certain things that i can help you with you know to help lower the bar or whatever i think that that's something we should use because both of us are always willing to help each other yeah like the tidying more difficult for you to initiate the tidying than for me because the tidying is a prelude to the task that I need to do, whereas for you, the tidying is just tidying. Yeah, it's just like, could, could you do it for a second? And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more from Attitude Magazine. That is, avoid multitasking the thing you're trying to start. Just just do the one thing. It's the same with the, the list thing. Y- yeah, yeah. So just do the one activity, you know, like, it can't be multiple when you're trying to do the actionable task and things like that. It can't be multiple things. And when it does become multiple things, write down those things so that you can put them in your calendar. Yeah. If if I had a calendar. <laughs> I mean, see, the calendar, this system, I just want to be really clear that this system should work for your brain. And if it doesn't, that's fine. The reason that I liked it is because it was like my bullet journal, but without the stress of it and I liked the fact that I could like I didn't forget things because they were in the calendar because the calendar wasn't appointments it was a to-do list that had time surrounding it like it was a timed to-do list do you know what I mean yeah so I mean think about it guys if 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 it's something that you've tried please let us know a lot of the things we've been talking about have been about boosting yourself to do that activity but I was looking back at our notes on our procrastination episode and a procrastination by itself is just an avoidance behavior because it's not just, you know, something motivating you to do that one task. Sometimes you're actively avoiding 
that task. Before we were talking about things like you're hyper-focusing and you just forgot to do the task, but you weren't actively avoiding it because of, you know, we mentioned it in the previous section about perfectionism and stress and things like that, or the wall of awful. Uh, and also, I just want to point out there's no actual direct relationship between ADHD and procrastination. ADHD just makes procrastination worse. There's no actual direct connection. Yeah, it's all sure. like that. So, like, what can we do if it's something we're avoiding? Like, what's our solution for that? Is it just to remind yourself for it? Or because the, the deadline's something that the on- is the only thing I could think of. The- I actually think that, like, supporting each other in making, you know, that, the like, lowering the bar? Yeah. Because when you lower the bar, the task is not as stressful because the task is no longer apply for university. The task is open a document and write personal statement. That's, as a title that's a really yeah that's a good idea I, I i said all those things forgetting i even made made that 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 point before about lowering <laughs> I, I i forgot because i think i think that i mean one of the things that i have been procrastinating for years is is, apply, is applying to a doctorate program right and it wasn't applying for a doctorate program it was I have to move away from my family and my life will change forever. I mean, there's no comparison between those two things, you know, but if your first thing is to just open the document, even like a CV. So a lot of people get really stressed out about CVs. So instead of trying to make a CV, open a document and write a list of stuff that you were proud that you've done. You know, or that you have done. You don't even have to be proud of it. (laughs) Just stuff that you've done. Like, I, you know, answer all my emails. Or I um, talk to the boss every day about etc. And then the next step can be something else based on what you feel is right. It doesn't... And like, when when you stop living... When I stopped living in the idea that I have to... I am, you know, like, if I do this, I'm, the task is, you know, moving away. And when I stepped back from that idea, it became much easier. And I actually was not very stressed at all during the time that I was writing my application because I was singularly focused on just doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the task wasn't moving away, it was submission. And I think that's the point where hyper-focus becomes like a huge skill because you're not thinking about other things. Like it just allows you to look at the task. But then you yeah. had like the time crunch factor as well when that happened. No, for sure. Yeah. I think... But the stress level was lower. I, I think that's enough obstacles and solutions. I think we should slowly mosey on way to the plan. The plan. The plan. Okay, bye-bye to obstacles and solutions. Yeah, everyone, wave goodbye. We're sailing past obstacles and solutions, (laughs) and we're making our way to the plan. We've been talking a long time, guys. (laughs) Okay, so the plan. The plan. Okay, I think to start with the plan, we should start with the stuff we want to do. Because we start with the stuff we want to do, and then Like the tasks we want to do? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I wrote, when I was preparing, I wrote down my tasks. I actually had to rewrite it during the break because two of them were the same thing. Okay, so first one is 
job search and that means like interviewing and cvs and all that very very scary stuff send us love (laughs) yeah so that that's that's the thing that's the that's that's the the priority numero uno numero uno (laughs) is uh job search second most important is buying glasses because my glasses snapped in half oh my god i've been wearing old glasses I never initiated initiated the task to buy the glasses because, like, I was like, "There's too many glasses I want. I could get these. I could get these." I never decided. Meaning, I never bought new glasses. I'm still wearing my old prescription. And then the other ones were hobbies. I bought a like a tiny portable piano. It's like a tiny keyboard that I I was like, "Okay, I can practice piano." on the ta- on like uh, our coffee table on the couch it'd be really cool i never used it uh, i can so the initiation is doing like practicing on the piano again cuz like i'm worried about making mistakes so like i keep stopping doing it and th- uh, the last thing i have is d- doing the D campaign that i keep on getting offshooted on these like weird tangents and i don't actually have actionable goals that i need to do to run the campaign like important stuff i need to set up i end up like writing random backstories <laughs> and stuff like that instead i have a tangent we never yeah. mentioned body doubling so i just wanted to mention body doubling because that's a way to start things yeah 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 okay i mean <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> for, for that in the plan okay i didn't write anything down but i have stuff <laughs> one is i am currently trying to do handover for my job so there's a whole bunch of little tasks with that and then um finding us a place to live which i'm like very happy to do because that's like down my down the rabbit hole but the biggest task initiation thing for me Mm -hmm. is sleep oh right (laughs) that thing that thing we're supposed to do sleep so what i actually want to put in for this month one is 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 to do task initiation and like use our plan specifically to do the nighttime routine and the other one is to start working out because of the pcos yeah okay so those are my two main things and then um is the worky stuff Okay, so how do we how do we do it? Me and you, how do we do it? Well, I think that like the lowering the bar thing is re- going to be really important, mm. and I think that we should use each other for that. I think that we should like actually take time to use each other, even to use my mom to like ask about or our therapists to like figure out how to lower the bar yeah. because I was not able to come out of I'm going to move to London instead of I'm going to write an application yeah without my therapist <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I-, I don't know if we're probably gonna do all the actionable steps during the podcast because I feel like a lot of that would be like pondering trying to work out rewriting stuff but like it's it's just task uh, initiation uh, I- no I think writing trying to find that first task and trying to make it into like or maybe the the first three tasks making it like really easy small things like for the cv it could be just literally making the word document and writing cv at the top of it and that's it like that kind of thing yeah yeah so and and like and for like the properties and stuff it would be like 
opening the website and just having it open there. No, no, no. For me, the because I'm I've been opening the website like it's I'm scrolling through it like Instagram. No, what I need to do is to make a spreadsheet and then to actually do the financials for it. Oh, so it's it's just like you're stuck on the research bit and you haven't like initiated the. Oh, so it'd be so. I guess it'd be just naming a spreadsheet. That's yeah. it. Meaning, I mean, we, we, we don't have to come up with the exact things during this podcast, but like... Yeah, I was just like giving examples. So like, okay, so first one is make an actionable step. Just one, one actionable step of how to just yeah. start the thingy. So, so, but we should do that for whatever tasks, right? Because it's task initiation. Yeah, yeah, it's for whatever task. Um, the other one is, I think... Are we going to do, because like one of our biggest obstacles was the, is, is to get stuck. So one is to, for you was to like wind down using tasks that are similar. Yeah, th- that's only if I'm stuck doing a particular thing. Yeah, but. Yeah, do, doing winding down, finding like similar tasks. Like uh, I think YouTube's a good gateway if it's like something like reels or something. Just like one YouTube video. And then after that, it'd be something else. And then. The task. So, so that and and that would be combined with the reverse Pomodoro. Yeah. So so far we've got lowering the bar and reverse Pomodoro. Then we've got calendar blocking. I really want to do that. Yeah, calendar blocking, real important. I'm typing it now. And then should we body double the calendar so we put both our tasks on there and share the calendar so we but we know at that time we're both gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good idea because um, I don't think we should body double the calendar blocking yeah 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 but it's just like but we can body double like schedule in body doubling for the tasks that are similar okay i I was gonna be like at the same time you're body doubling that like doing the property listing i could do like the cv stuff correct so at at the same time we could do like that okay same thing that works same 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 but different Yes, and doing the jumping jacks and stuff. So, like, actually using stimulating activities in order to, at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of, like, big chunks of the calendar. I find doing, like, physical activities the best possible thing. Like, music, I get, like, way too distracted. You know, if I use music to amp myself up, I get distracted in the music, and then that just becomes a thing I keep doing. I can't use video games because I get stuck on that, but, like doing the full like the thing that gives me the most is like any physical activity like the trampoline or the bike or like i think i mentioned it before during or no not during but before sessions i jump up and down Mm. and i flail my arms around and stuff and that that just kind of helps me activate my brain yeah and then like using all of the stuff from sensory you know like the fidgets and everything to keep ourselves stimulated fidget the focus yeah okay that's a pretty good plan it's a long plan let's see how it goes did, was that it did we do the plan yeah i think so right we've got reverse pomodoro we've got lowering the bar we've got body doubling t- similar tasks we've got jumping up and down and stimulating and we've got use it, using fidget to focus. Yeah, and we're not going to break the things down into tasks because that's just overwhelming. Well, we, yeah, it, it, we're calling it lowering the bar. No, because lowering the bar is just finding the first task. It's not looking at every single one. It's just like, okay, first step, that's it. Okay. Second step, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. that's that's the plan. And that's, I think that's the po- podcast. That's the plan, but... 
remember to leave us a review just literally anywhere like even if you scroll it on a wall for people to see that that counts as a review but please take a picture of that of you scrolling on the wall so we can see it so we know you're kind of getting the name out there or maybe an itunes review that also be nice uh so you can find us at mindfully adhd podcast that's it on yeah, that, that's it. I was gonna say dot com, but it is not a website. It is Instagram. Mindfully at mindfully ADHD podcast, where we have updates and all kinds of stuff. Um, mostly show notes. I well, hopefully this time with the initiation of the tasks, we will be more regular on Instagram than last month. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> Let's see what happens. And thanks for listening to us ramble for an hour each month. Yeah. We appreciate it. Well, every, a couple of times a month. Okay. And that's a podcast. Bye. And let's get started. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it started. Thanks for listening to us today. If you want to follow along with our journey, we post little updates on Instagram at mindfullyadhdpodcast. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. And we shall see you soon for our next episode. Bye. Bye.